We're honored to have Corey Weathers with us this morning. She is the Armed Forces Insurance Military Spouse of the Year and has been getting quite a bit of publicity for that lately with an appearance on the Today Show and being in other places. And she and her family are stationed here in the CSRA at Fort Gordon. So tell us about this honor you've received, the Military Spouse of the Year. I mean, among all of our armed forces, you get this award? Armed Forces Insurance combined with Military Spouse Magazine um, does this amazing event where um, anyone can nominate a military spouse that's doing great things in her community or within the military community. And it really gives everyone a chance to really raise up and lift up these military spouses that are making a difference. Anyone can nominate. And this year we had about 1,600 nominations um, from spouses or friends or um, military members. And then there's a voting process, and then it all kind of culminates to May um, when Armed Forces Insurance brings the branch winners um, to D.C., where they announce through a series of amazing, wonderful events who the um, 2015 Armed Forces Insurance Military Spouse of the Year is um, based on all of those votes and all the feedback that they get. So it really has been an incredible experience. Am I correct in understanding that did your husband have something to do with nominating you he for did. this? He did. He did. It actually was this one tiny little tweet from Military Spouse Magazine that said it's the last day to nominate someone. And he thought, hey, you know what? She's done some great things. I, I think she's great. So I'm going to nominate her. So it was a very just last minute um, thing. So it was really sweet. I didn't realize until a few days later that he had done that. And your husband is Matthew? Matthew Weathers. He's a chaplain at Fort Gordon. Okay. Now, tell us what comes with this honor. I mean, I know you've been doing some traveling around the country. You were on the Today Show. I was. That was an amazing experience to go from D.C., where the luncheon and they revealed who the winner was, to be given an Amtrak ticket. And you, we went up to New York City and came up out of Amtrak, and there we were in Times Square and um, got to be on the Today Show. That was amazing. So, really, um, this point forward, it really just gives me a platform platform to be able to continue to make a difference and um, really reach out to more military families, especially spouses. Now, Corey, your background, I believe, in what you do is actually counseling and and helping people in that way. Uh, How does this play in everything? And how important is that to you to kind of maybe make that part of the platform that you're trying to get out? Absolutely. As a mental health clinician, I really have devoted a lot of my effort towards reaching out to military families and helping them. I get a lot of military spouses that come to me for counseling. I'm a lot of military couples that come for counseling. And my husband and I really team up together to reach out to military marriages and see what we can do to really enrich them and make them stronger so that they can last through the difficult times that military culture often puts us through. So um, that's really been our passion in our ministry is to reach out to couples. So as a mental health clinician, I really hope to not only encourage families and also spouses that if they're struggling to really reach out for help if they need to, even professional help, whether it be from their pastor or whether it be with a local clinician, um, that it's okay to ask for help if you need to, even if you're doing good and you just want to check up or see how you can do better. So as a clinician, I hope to really Um, point that out and really encourage people to get help if they need to. Also to be able to educate, especially military families, on how to get help if they need it, how to find a counselor. And then, of course, uh, my husband and I kind of combining our professional wisdom with um, with our passion of how do we continue to reach out to military marriages and through retreats and through workshops to help them build their marriages and keep them strong. 
there's so much strain on military marriages. I mean, I think so much more so than just those of us who are civilians. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was talking with someone even yesterday and we were talking about just how weary our spouses are. It's just a weariness to the core. Um, It's hard to explain, but when you're in a culture where there's constant change, you never know. My husband and I have this phrase that it all, it can all change in a lunch hour Yeah, where, you know, he could come home from lunch and say, oh, guess what? We've got orders to deploy or we got, for example, just recently we found out we were leaving and relocating earlier than we expected. And so when you're living with a constant change of changing roles or changing where you live or um, whatever the mission calls upon a military family, you really get weary after a long time of just anticipating that change. Um, not to mention the changes that our soldiers come home with. Mm-hmm. Spouses change too, of course, during deployments, but we just, our roles change, our character changes, and that puts a lot of stress on the family and on the marriage. How hard is it? I mean, you've moved around a lot being in the military. How hard is it to go somewhere where you don't know anybody at all and try to get plugged in? Is that possible? Um, Absolutely, it's possible. Um, Military spouses are really good at, um, once you kind of get used to it, finding your circles and finding your community. Um, Military spouses know that you can reach out and make friends very quickly. And there's Facebook pages and there's all these different ways where you can find what's the best local dentist, where you can find the best church that's in the area that fits your family. And so we do a really good job of kind of grabbing onto the community as needed, but it is definitely very difficult. You can think of it from a positive angle of going, I get a chance to start over and do something different with my life. Um, but it is very, um, it causes, it can cause a lot of anxiety um, as you go to a new place and try to figure out how to plug in, especially if you have families that have been really connected mm. to their local church or to yeah. the local chapel and they find themselves in a place where they're without that sense of community or sense of um, even Christian community that they were really relying on. Now, that brings up a point. Uh, because of the fact that you are a Christian, how does your faith help you deal with the very issues that we're talking about of travel and separation and the kind of instability? How, how does that inform what you do uh, to deal with it? And, and how would you like to communi- communicate that to others? You know, I think the thing that I keep in my mind and I and I prayerfully consider a lot is that God is an authority. He is he is my authority and he there is no new surprises for him. And so the military may send me to Germany, they may send me to Washington state wherever, but none of that is a surprise to him. And he also, because he's in authority over my life and over my family, um, I know that he creates a plan and he creates a way for me. I just have to prayerfully discern what are my steps that I take when I do relocate to a new location. And so really it's just about um, what does God have for me here? Mm -hmm. How do I lean on him for strength, for guidance? How do I um, lean on him prayerfully to ask who will my inner circle be here? Who has he provided for me and how am I going to give back in the, in the community as well so that I can be the hands and feet of Christ to someone else too. Sometimes it's not about who's going to be there for me, but sometimes some seasons in our life in particular has been, who are we called for this group? Cool. Yeah. You mentioned the church and, you know, obviously with Fort Gordon being right here in our backyard, there's the opportunity for churches in the CSRA to really love on military families. How can the church best do that? 
Oh, we desperately need the church to glove on our military families. And and I, I love some of the wonderful things our churches are doing for military ministry. Things like small groups are great. Uh, marriage retreats. I would love to encourage churches, if they're doing them already, that's outstanding. But military-specific marriage retreats are always wonderful. The chaplain corps can provide some military retreats, and that's a lot of what my husband and I do. But one of the biggest questions we get a lot from our military families is we would love to have a spiritual retreat. We'd love to have a Christ-centered retreat so that we can have a whole weekend that's really covering who is Christ in our marriage. And so churches can really do that for our military families and really build up the marriages and give them that safe place where they can worship where they can um, let their children's their, let their children learn from um, qualified, great, wonderful spiritual leaders that are teaching children, um, but also investing into the marriage and also to our deployed spouses who are weary. We know we can't go into any detail as far as confidence with the people that you counsel, but I'm just curious, what would you say is like the number one question you get from mm-hmm. uh, people who, who that you talk to in counseling situation, what might be the like the top mm-hmm. issue that rises up almost every time? Yeah, I think that military families, in some ways, are no different from families that I counsel that aren't military, okay. and that I think that we're all searching for purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, there are obviously unique challenges to military families and military spouses, and so I think with the frequent change and frequent relocation. I get a lot from people, um, not only how do I take care of myself, what does that look like when it's when so much is being asked of me and called upon in yeah. me, um, and also what is my sense of purpose if I'm constantly being relocated, or if the mission is constantly changing, what is my sense of purpose that can provide me that stability so that no matter what comes my way, I know what I want to do, what I'm called to do, and what I do really well. And that's where um, I really enjoy doing workshops that bring out leadership and bring out um, a person's talent and strengths and how they can really invest in their community wherever they are and really find that sense of purpose. And I think sometimes that's where we get a lot of symptoms that could mimic or be depression or anxiety if they don't feel like they have a sense of purpose wherever they are or they get pulled from that purpose is what it can feel like when you relocate. Corey, your husband has been deployed to Afghanistan a couple of times, so you know what it's like to be at home with the kids and have him away. How do you survive during that time period? I I can't even begin to imagine what that must be like for a military wife. Uh, I I remember uh, we had this really wonderful woman in Colorado who was, it was her calling to just work at Fort Carson and just love on our families. And I remember her telling us, you know, if you're having a bad day, it's okay to give your children Cheerios for dinner. <laughs> and that has really stuck with me on um, how do you survive deployments or this constant change? And there was many nights where I just kind of had to give myself a break yeah. and just go, you know what? It's been a rough day. And so my kids are going to eat macaroni and cheese and chicken nuggets <laughs> again for dinner. But really, I think it's just being graceful with yourself. And um, one of the things I share with especially spouses who have de- a deployed soldier that I love, that I experienced during my deployment, that's very dear to my heart, is that God is such a gentleman. He really is a gentleman. And when your husband is there with you in the home and he's you know not deployed, God is a gentleman and that he allows your husband to step in and be the hands and feet to you of Christ. And so he's there to serve you. And so God is not going to come in the middle of that and disrupt that. He's only going to encourage it. So 
when our husbands are taken away and I'm kind of speaking, you know, spouses as being female, we have a lot of male spouses out there as well, but really when uh, our spouse is pulled away like that, when her husband is pulled away, I think what I experienced and a lot of other spouses that I've talked to experience is that God is such a gentleman that he steps into that role and he really surrounds you with comfort and strength and he does things for you that only your husband can do. Mm. And sometimes that's a knock on the door and your friend brings you your favorite coffee and it's something that your husband would have done. Mm. Or sometimes it's just when you think that you can't take any more that day, that you just feel the peace of God in your home and surrounds you. And it's something that you just feel safe. And it's something that only your husband could have done. But when your husband comes home, like a wonderful gentleman, he kind of takes that step away and lets you reintegrate with your spouse. And so it really is true that if you look for God, you'll find him. And if you don't look for him, you might miss him, but he's still there. Corey, John and I have talked to pastors and heard them confess that many times their their pastorate, their churches, almost comes between them and their spouse, almost to the point where the wife sometimes looks at their ministry as a mistress because it requires so much of his time and priorities. Now, you've got a double whammy. Yeah. Your husband is a chaplain and in the military. Yeah. Now, how do you deal with that? How do you answer that? How do you keep from resenting, for example, the military? In, in as far as marriage? letting our ministry yeah. kind of rule our are come in between our How marriage. do you bring balance to it? I guess is what I'm trying to say. You definitely have to know when to stop talking. I think <laughs> we had a counselor. We go to counseling. We try to go to individual counselors ourselves just to maintain self-care. Cool. Um, but I really, you know, we had a counselor one time that told us we talk too much and we need to stop talking and communicating so much. And so I wouldn't <laughs> That's encourage it is, isn't it? when you have two clinicians in the home, you talk a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, and I definitely don't recommend that to all couples, but for us, that's true. And so for us, we have to know when to draw a line and say, you know what, we need to put work aside. And that includes putting ministry aside and who we are to other people so that we can kind of talk about us and take care of us and protect our home and protect our family. Some, so sometimes it's we talk less and we know when to stop talking. Um, other times we, we set specific times for business meetings gotcha. and for kind of team weathers strategy meetings where, you know, we're going to sit across the table and right now we're going to talk about how are we going to move ministry forward and what is the Lord doing as far as opening doors. But when that meeting's over, we try to, you know, turn, shut the laptops and walk away and do other things. But we definitely, I think like a lot of pastors out there, we're definitely no different from a missionary family or um, a pastor and his wife is really just taking a look at burnout mm-hmm. and knowing when to take a break and really when to be self-aware and say that we're getting tired. And so this next year for me, even though as military spouse of the year, I intend to give more and write and reach out to more families. It will also be a time for me that will be a sabbatical where I'm going to take a break from working and doing the clinical work and really do some self-care and make sure that I'm staying as healthy as possible so that this doesn't come in between us considering the the ministry load that we could potentially have in front of us. Corey, you and Matthew have written some curriculum for couples dealing with marriage, and you've made that available online, and it's free, right? Absolutely free. Um, Enlivenmarriage.com was created when... We were on our second deployment and we wanted our marriage stronger by the time it was over. We were not going to let separation um, kind of come in between us and our communication. So we wrote this curriculum to stay balanced in our marriage, addressing as many issues as we could. And we encouraged some other couples to kind of join in it with us and see how it worked for them too. And out of that came in live in marriage. And so it's a 
I think it's a 12, I can't remember if it's 12 to 15 weeks, but um, it's completely free and it's for any marriage. It's not just military specific. And so any marriage can go to enlivenmarriage.com and pull up the fillable PDFs for each week. It doesn't take a lot of time. It just gives you some conversation starters to have with your spouse to make sure that your marriage is balanced in a lot of different areas. And you can download the PDF, fill it out, email it to your spouse if you're a distance away or pass it across the table if you want to just have a conversation. And then we also offer at that same website, Enliven Faith, which is a um, spiritual devotional supplement that goes with each week if they would like to take it to a spiritual level and talk about how do we bring God into rebalancing our marriage for each of those topics. Are you also available for any conference situations, marriage conferences, or things that you would go to to present these things in that setting? Yes. For the next year, really, I'm going to be just devoting my time to uh, speaking engagements or workshops or marriage retreats. Um, I'm going to be writing for Military Spouse Magazine and for um, a couple of other places. And so really, this is just a time to use the talents and gifts that I have um, to reach different audiences, whether they're military members or um, church audiences, whatever it is that that church or that um, audience feels like they're really needing. That's great. And you also write some blog posts on your website, too, that are geared towards military families and wives in particular. So that's a way for them to connect with you and connect hearts as yes, well. Yes, I do have a blog at coreyweathers.com called Life Giver because I really believe as a spouse, we have this great opportunity to bring out life in our spouse or in our children or in other people that we're around. And that's really my goal every day is how do I bring life out of whoever's in front of me mm. that I have the ability to invest and pour myself into them. And so the blog is um, not just faith specific. There are some great pieces on there where I talk about my faith or encourage other people's faith, but also um, talking about the military life and how that can be challenging, talking about marriage or, or even parenting. There's some there's a whole section on there on how can you do play therapy at home with your children. Um, it's just a different kind of playing with your kids and some skills and tips that we use in the counseling setting and working with kids. And spell out your name for us if folks want to find your website. Yeah, it's my name is Corey, C-O-R-I-E, and then weather is like the weather outside with an S, W-E-A-T-H-E-R-S, and the website is CoreyWeathers.com. It's great. Corey Weathers is the Armed Forces Insurance Military Spouse of the Year. You and your husband, Matthew, are obviously very busy in ministry, doing some great things, reaching out to military families. We appreciate the work that you do, your service to our country as well, and thanks for coming in to chat with us this morning. Thank you so much. It was great. Thank you.